and my fear is so intense that my fear dictates my decision and I decide not to speak up and I decide not to share my ideas. I decide to remain quiet because I don't want to be seen. I don't want to show parts of myself. I remembered that feeling. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. Holy cow, we are at the season finale for season two, and I am very excited. I'm excited to be here at this point. I'm excited that you've made it here with me, and I am so excited to share the content of today's episode. Before I get into that, I want to give a shout out to two listeners of the show who have reached out to me, one in the Facebook group and one messaged me on Instagram, to let me know ways that they are up-leveling in their careers. And as soon as I heard what they were doing, I felt so inspired and I just wanted to give them some support and some love on the show. We have one listener of the show that decided to join Toastmasters to work on and strengthen her ability to speak in front of people. I am so proud of you. You know who you are if you're listening. And another listener decided that she wants to make a career change and she wants to move in a direction where she's using more of her skills in her job and she's revamping her resume and she's going out and doing interviews for a brand new type of role, which is so brave and so scary. And it is so inspirational for me to hear everything that you're doing. So to both of you, if you're listening, you are incredible. And to anyone out there listening who is thinking of doing something big and bold, something that you know you want to do, that you feel like your heart is kind of calling you to, but it feels a little big and it feels a little scary and it might not go perfectly and there might be rejection or things might be difficult, but you really want to do it. I encourage you to give yourself the push, and today's episode is really all about that. So if you ever feel like you're not bringing 100% of yourself to your job and there's more in you that you want to bring out, whether it's in little tiny ways like speaking up more at work or whether it's in bigger ways like going for a promotion or whatever it might mean to you, if there's something more that you want to do within your career, then this episode is for you. I am so excited to share with you what I've been learning and exploring and how my perspectives on growth and doing scary things and taking scary action has been evolving as I've been hosting and creating the show. And my hope is that in sharing this with you, it will inspire you to ask for and demand bigger things of yourself and to propel yourself forward professionally and in your life. 
I am so excited to share this with you. And one last congrats to those two listeners. By the way, please share your wins with me if you have any so I can shout you out on the show. And with that, let's get into the content for today's season two finale. And I hope that you enjoy it. All right. So when I recorded the finale for season one, This strange thing happened, and if you haven't listened to that finale, it's episode 22, and it's called How I'm Dealing with My Inner Critic. And what happened with season one of the show was I created this show, and I created it because it was inspired by this time in my career when I felt really bad about myself, and I really struggled professionally to feel good and solid and comfortable in my own skin. And I created the show because I know that there are many women out there who feel the same way. And I wanted to help and I wanted to inspire. And what happened (laughs) as I was creating the content for season one was I started to relive some of those experiences because as I created the show, I was kind of stepping out and doing this difficult thing. Hosting a podcast is not something I had much experience in and it was hard and in some ways it was really scary. And so the whole experience of creating the show kind of brought me back to that time in my career. And it was this weird, crazy, like meta Matrix-like experience where I felt like I was being transported back in time and like remembering how hard it was and like how scared I felt and all of these things. And I think it happened for a reason. I think it happened to bring me back to that space to remember how it felt so that I could be even more effective in helping anyone else who's in that space right then. And so it sort of got me thinking, right? It got me thinking, okay, what is the lesson from season two? Because the lesson from season one was so clear to me, right? The lesson that that I received as I lived through, like as my life went by while I was creating the show was that I need to stop being so hard on myself when I feel afraid, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel like I'm not good at something or I'm doing it bad or I'm making a mistake. I need to learn to be gentle with myself and not not hate myself, which I know sounds harsh, but that's really what it comes down to for me. And that's one of the hardest things for me to do. And that's really at the core of the message of that episode. And The interesting thing was as the show evolved and as I worked on season two, I wondered, I was like, okay, is there going to be like some kind of lesson that I'm learning or that I'm experiencing as I create the show that might mirror what people listening to the show are experiencing? And is there anything that I can take away from the journey of season two that I can share with you that might help you in your career and just help you move forward or get through something difficult or get unstuck from something or move a blocker that's getting in your way of feeling and showing up the way that you want to. And the lesson of season two became very clear to me. It was so obvious to me. It was so clear what I'm learning, what my lesson is right now, how I'm growing. And I know that it probably applies to you too. And the theme and the lesson and the area of focus is being seen. It is allowing who you are to be visible to the people around you. And the phrase being seen, it can sound really abstract. Like It it does sound a bit like airy, like what does it mean to be seen? What am I talking about when I'm talking about being seen? And I'll give you a really concrete example, which comes from the title of the show, which is something that I know is hard for a lot of people, which is speaking up 
which is sharing your point of view, sharing your ideas, contributing to the conversation, being a part of something when you're sitting there in a meeting or as part of a project and something comes into your mind and you're not sure if you should say it or not. When I talk about being seen, I'm talking about moments like that. Because when that idea comes into your mind, when you have that idea and you stop and you think to yourself, should I share it? Is it good enough? Should I say it out loud? You think that you're concerned about the idea and you think that the thing that you're worried about is the quality of the idea, the quality of what you're thinking about contributing. You're asking yourself, Is it good enough? And there's a fear there. The fear is that it might not be good enough. There's an uncertainty around the quality of your ideas, and that uncertainty makes you afraid to share it because it might not be good enough. And now the interesting thing is when that happens to you and when you feel that way, A lot of the times we think it's about the idea. We're not sure if the idea is good enough and we make it about the idea. But the thing is, ideas are neutral. Ideas are not super emotionally charged. Like if you have an idea of how a project should be or how to do an analysis or how to get something done at work, whatever the topic of conversation might be, your idea on that topic, like those topics are pretty mundane. They're not emotional. They're not things that we typically feel strongly about. So it's actually not about the idea itself. It's not that you're afraid that the idea is not good enough. The thing you're afraid about is you. You're afraid that you are not good enough. And in sharing the idea, the idea is a reflection of you. The idea is part of who you are and how you think. And when you share your idea and say it out loud, you are revealing a part of yourself to everyone around you. And that in and of itself can be a very, very vulnerable act for so many people. That is in part why the show is titled The Art of Speaking Up. And that is what I mean by being seen. It's sharing something. It's being a part of something in a way that shows who you are, draws attention to you, reveals to the people around you something about you. And that act itself can be very, very scary. It's not about the idea. The idea isn't the thing with the emotional charge. The idea isn't the thing you're concerned about or you're afraid of. You're concerned or afraid about you. You're afraid of what people might think about you. And that's why speaking up can often feel so scary. Because in speaking up, you're allowing yourself to be seen. So when I talk about this idea of being seen... That is what I'm talking about. And it could look like speaking up in a meeting. It could also look like other things, too. It could look like becoming more proactive in your role, taking more initiative, sharing more of your thoughts with your manager. It could look like asking for a promotion or a raise. It could look so many different ways. But in doing this thing, you're allowing people to see a part of you and you are afraid of what they will think. And it's interesting because season one for me in my personal development journey, which is the core, one of the core themes to the show, was about becoming 
comfortable and becoming okay in a space of doing something that was challenging for me. And that came up over and over and over again. And season two for me was much more about becoming comfortable being seen. People started listening to the podcast. I was finding out that other people were finding out about it. And it was exciting and it was great. But it was also a little bit scary because I'm someone who I used to be very afraid of being seen. I didn't even want to be seen in like a three-person meeting. I was scared to share my ideas. And slowly, my confidence grew and I began to speak up more at work and my career began to get more and more successful very much as a result of that. But starting this show was a whole other piece of growth for me and sharing my ideas and my thoughts and some of my very personal experiences with the world felt like a lot of me was being seen. And I wasn't used to being seen in that way. And once again, it brought me to a place where I had been before, but it brought me there in a new way. And a lot of the times I love to use the spiral as an analogy for personal growth. So when we're becoming stronger and we're growing, we're not moving in a line up, although that would be great if we were just moving on this upwards line all the time. However, that has not been my experience and my life has not been a straight upward line. But it is often described as a spiral, and the spiral really resonates with me because you're moving up, but you're moving up in a spiral motion, which means that every time you hit a certain point in the spiral, you're revisiting challenges and issues that you faced in your life before. But because you're on a higher rung of the spiral, you're seeing them from a different perspective, a different vantage point. And that is what has been a little bit happening for me, which is that my fear of judgment and my fear of being seen and my fear of being in a position that feels vulnerable came up once again. And I remembered how it felt and I, I felt the feeling and I revisited times in my career where I have been sitting in a meeting, hearing people talk, and I have ideas, and I have things to contribute, and I have things to share, and I'm not saying anything because I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid it's not good enough. I'm so afraid it's wrong. I'm so afraid of how it's going to sound. And my fear is so intense that my fear dictates my decision, and I decide not to speak up, and I decide not to share my ideas. I decide to remain quiet because I don't want to be seen. I don't want to show parts of myself. I remembered that feeling. And one of the reasons that I started this show, and I named it the name that I did and chose to center it on this idea of speaking up is because I really care about, in my lifetime, helping to close the gender gap in corporate America. Corporate America is my world. It's where I've built my career, and I'm a woman, and there's a problem. <laughs> there's a huge problem around women in corporate America, and I know that us being connected to our voices and speaking up is 
such a key catalyst in helping us propel ourselves forward. Because when we choose to share our ideas, we're choosing to believe in our strength. We're choosing to believe in the quality of our intellectual contributions. And as we do that, our confidence grows and our strength grows and the impact that we're able to have ripples out all around us and it helps us move forward in our careers. So trusting our voice, trusting our intellect, trusting our ideas, ideas, trusting enough to get over that fear and that hesitation that tells us to just keep quiet is a key catalyst that can help all of us accelerate our careers and propel ourselves forward. And that is what I want to help you do. If you ever feel afraid of being seen, whether it's in a small meeting or a presentation or a conversation with one person or any kind of professional situation or any life situation for that matter, then this content, this episode is for you. And I was trying to think about how I wanted to get some of the ideas across that I want to share with you in this episode. And the thing that has been coming to my mind over and over and over again is the idea of a stage. I've been thinking about it a lot because, first of all, if you listen to the episode right before this one with Camila, she talked about how her experience as a performer on a stage really helped her see herself differently and grow and build confidence. And as part of my own personal development journey and building my strength and my confidence, I've been trying to get more comfortable on stage. And I'm not a performer, but I live in Los Angeles, the land of the stars. And I've spent some time lately learning acting and improvisational comedy. I'm not good at either of those things, but... I wanted to push myself outside my comfort zone and I wanted to become more comfortable being seen in ways that felt very, very scary to me. And so for the first time really in my adult life, like aside from like childhood plays, which I can't even remember, I've been getting on a stage. (laughs) There's a lot I can share and I might do some more episodes specifically on that, but I've been thinking a lot about the stage, and I want to use the idea of the stage with you today to help you build courage to be seen more at work, to share those ideas, to speak up, to be part of the conversation. And I want you to imagine a very specific kind of stage because this is going to help build the analogy and build the story that I want to get across. And the stage that I want you to imagine is a simple stage, kind of like a platform. And obviously, in front of or behind the platform is all the audience chairs. But at the back of the stage, there's a big wall. And in the middle of the wall, there's a door. And the door has like a little knob on it. So basically, what you can imagine is, if you're a performer, you might be behind the door. And when the performers come on stage, they open the door and they come from behind backstage onto the main stage and they close the door behind them. So if you're sitting in the audience, you would see the front of that door. You'd be watching the stage. If you're backstage, you'd be behind the door and you'd open the door and you'd come out and see the lights in front of you and the audience in front of you and you'd get on that stage. That is the image that I want you to have in your mind. And now I want you to imagine that you are part of a group of performers. So you are the person getting on stage. And I'm going to use this idea of getting on stage 
as the analogy for you being seen professionally. It could mean speaking up at work. It could mean presenting your work to a group of people. It can mean any way that you are struggling to be seen in a larger way at work. I want you to think about that as getting on the stage. And now when you're struggling to be seen, when you're not speaking up, when you're not showing up with 100% of what you have inside to offer the world, it is as if you are backstage, right? You still work for your company. So you're not part of the audience. You're part of the production. The production represents what is being created in your workspace. So you're not in the audience. You're part of this thing, but you're backstage. And You're kind of back there behind the door and maybe the doors open a little bit like a crack open and you see all the performers on stage. They're singing, they're acting, they're having fun, they're doing their thing and you can kind of see them from behind and you're not quite a part of it and you're not in the audience either, but you're just kind of there watching. And every time you find yourself in a situation where you're thinking that you might want to speak up, you might want to contribute, you might want to do something bold in your job, it is as if you're standing backstage behind that door and everything is happening on stage in front of you and you can see the people on stage and you can see the lights and you can see the audience out there and you're backstage behind that door deciding Should I get on the stage or should I stay backstage? Should I get on? Should I go up there or should I stay back here? And you have a couple of options. And there are going to be moments where you're going to exercise your option to stay backstage. You might be afraid. It might not be the right moment. It might not be the right day. But there are going to be times in your career and your life where you're going to be like, you know what? I'm not quite ready to walk out there. The lights look really bright. There's a lot of people in the audience. I'm not totally sure what I'm supposed to do on stage. I don't feel totally ready. Today's not the day. I'm going to stay backstage. But you have another option. And the other option is to say, okay, this feels scary. There's a lot going on out there. I'm not totally 100% sure if I'm 500% ready for this and the lights are bright and I might get nervous and things might not even go well, but damn it, I want to be on that stage. I'm tired of sitting here backstage and watching everyone else and not being a part of this in a bigger way. And I am going to get on that stage. And so you put your hand on the doorknob and you turn the doorknob and you open the door and you step onto that stage and you become a part of the performance. And that, in this analogy that I'm creating, is equivalent to you sharing that idea when you're on the fence or you're not sure, or maybe being more proactive about your work, taking more of a proactive stance and getting to know people and networking, or maybe changing job directions like one of our listeners did. Whatever it is that is your next big thing, your way of putting yourself out there into the professional world and being seen, it is like the moment where you make that decision to put your hand on the knob, open the door, and come on stage. And the thing that I want you to think about, and the reason that I'm using this analogy, is because I really deeply desire 
anyone who listens to this show to actually make a change and to actually go out and do things differently in your professional life so that you can have more fulfillment and joy and success in your career. And so what I would really want you to think about is what is your stage? What is that next thing that you want to do and you're standing backstage looking at the doorknob and deciding if you should do it or not? It could be the tiniest thing. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be becoming more vocal at work. It could be asking for a promotion. It could be emailing someone who you really want to get to know, asking if they'll get a coffee, knowing that they might say no to you. It could be anything. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is. It just matters that it's something that you want, but you're a little bit afraid to put yourself out there and be seen. I want you to think about what that might be for you, and I want you to begin thinking about the potential decision to get on that stage the same way those two listeners that I shouted out in the intro of the episode did, right? They made the decision, they turned the doorknob, joined Toastmasters, sent out the resume, and they got on the stage. So my question for you and what I would want you to think about is, what is your stage? What is that stage that you're standing backstage on? And you're starting to get to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired of being backstage. It's not that much fun back here. It looks way more fun on stage. And I know I could do way more and contribute way more if I get on the stage. But it feels a little bit scary, right? I I feel like I might not be ready for it, but I know that I want to do it. What I want to do in this episode is if you know that there is a stage that you want to get on and you want to enter that door and stop being backstage, I want to give you a little bit of help and a little bit of encouragement to actually help you do that. And I'm going to walk you through what that experience is like for me and how I get myself from backstage to onstage, which I've had to do literally (laughs) and figuratively in my life. And hopefully, it might be helpful for you. And it all starts with a decision. It starts with you making a commitment and deciding that you're kind of tired of being backstage. It's less interesting there. It's not always fun to watch everyone else out there doing their thing and just be behind them and not really be a part of it when you know you could be and you know that you want to be. It starts with your decision to admit to yourself and be brave enough to admit to yourself that you want to do it. And that can be scary, right? It can be scary because it means you might have to do a scary thing. But in that instance, and I'm sure those two listeners who made those decisions for themselves can relate to this. In that instance where you make that decision and you say, I'm done being backstage, I am done with this, I know it's going to be hard, but I am ready to get on stage. The empowerment that you feel when you make that decision feels incredible. That is the definition of stepping into your power and deciding that you are ready to show up bigger 
and show up in a way that's closer to who you are. It might feel scary, but you want to be a part of the conversation. You want to get on stage. You're just a little bit afraid to do it. That is the definition of empowerment. It is when you take matters into your own hands and you start going after what you want. And we love that on this show. But here's the thing. You might find this happens to you, happens to me all the time. You make the decision, you're on fire, you're fired up, you're feeling confident. You're like, yes, I'm making changes, I'm building confidence, I'm going to do scary things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, but now I have to get on the stage. So there's like the rush of the decision and it's exciting and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so powerful, I'm so cool, I'm changing, I'm improving, it's so exciting. And then you're kind of like, oh, okay, now I feel like I'm going to pee my pants and this doesn't feel so good. So oftentimes, the empowering decision to step up and to really own fully who we are is followed by a feeling of deep fear and discomfort, right? Because when you're making the decision, it's just an idea in your head. It's just this theoretical thing, and it feels good because you're imagining what the outcome could be. But then when it comes time to open the door and touch that doorknob, you might not feel good. It's almost as if you touch the doorknob and it's really hot, and you're like, oh, crap. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. Or you start to open the door crack and you see the audience and you see the light and you're like, holy cow, this is scary. I don't know if I want to do this. This is too much and I'm questioning my decisions all over the place. Anytime you decide that you want to step into something that is bigger than what you are currently in, it is very, very, very normal to feel incredibly empowered one minute and then terrified the next The second that you realize that you need to put your hand on that doorknob and get on that stage, your mind will be flooded with reasons why you shouldn't do it today. Today's not the day. This was a mistake. This was a bad idea. Stop listening. Stay safe. Stay backstage. It's cozy here. We like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said the stage looks fun. It is not fun. It is way more fun back here. Stay back here with us. That is normal. That is why accomplishing hard things, doing great, incredible things in your life and in your career is hard because as soon as we feel that feeling, we want to backtrack and we want to take back what we decided. And it's tough because we're trying to get on stage, but now we have to do it while dealing with this incredible rush of doubt and fear. How difficult is that? It's not only that you're doing something that is hard for you that is a step up that is big and scary, but you're having to do it with all of these doubtful thoughts and questions and fearful, scary ideas floating around in your mind. That is really, really hard. But one thing that I want you to understand that is so important, and once you begin to live this, your entire career can change, your entire life can change, is that just because You go from feeling empowered to feeling scared, from feeling confident to feeling a sense of dread. Just because that change in feeling happens doesn't mean that you need to reroute and change your direction. When you feel that scary feeling, you feel those bad feelings and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have a bigger presence. This is too much. 
you get to decide what you want to do with that feeling. And feeling bad does not mean that you have to stop, that you have to give up, that you're moving in the wrong direction. You can feel terrified. You can feel afraid. You can feel all of those negative feelings. And you can say, I can handle this. This is not too big for me. Feeling afraid doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. All you have to do to know if you're doing the right thing is to come back and ask yourself why. Why did you want to get on that stage? What was it that inspired you to want to do your job and be a part of something? What was it that inspired the ideas that you have and why is it important for you to share them? And that why will give you all of the answers you need and that why will always tell you if you're on the right track. So when you feel the discomfort and you feel the fear, that is literally your portal to growth. Growth happens in the instant where the uncomfortable feelings come rushing in and flooding in. In the instant that that happens, when you say, I'm doing this anyway, that is when you become stronger. You don't become stronger by just getting on stage and feeling amazing. You become stronger by feeling this wave, this wave that says, stay back, stay away from the door, get back into your old habits. You grow stronger when you feel that and you say, I'm getting on the stage anyway. This is too important to me. Now, I want to share something with you that might help you that has really been helping me get on an actual stage. And so I mentioned I'm going really outside of my normal routine and dabbling in acting and improvisational comedy. I'm not an actor. I'm not someone who has been attracted to that because I don't don't like being seen, right? I find it very scary to have all those eyes on me. It feels vulnerable. It feels scary. So me doing this was really like I was coming up against my fears and my ego, and it's been a huge exercise. But I've been doing classes here in Los Angeles, and the classes that I'm taking, they culminate with a performance. So I have to get on a stage, and people are going to be watching me. Can you hear the panic in my voice? (laughs) I'm like, scary. This is scary stuff for me. And there's going to be like two people in the audience, like my boyfriend, and like there's – it's not like a – you know, it's going to be like – on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. Not on a Wednesday. It's going to be like on a Saturday at like 1 p.m. There's not going to be a lot of people there. It's like whatever. But it's a stage and there's going to be people watching and it's scary. And I remember when I signed up for this, I felt genuinely excited. But the excitement was alternating with feelings of panic. It was like excited panic, excited panic, because I would think about how fun this seemed for me to do. And then I would remember we had this performance at the end and people would be watching and all this stuff. And I just got really, really afraid. And then I realized something, and it kind of changed everything. And this perspective has been really helpful for me, and I think it can be really helpful for you. When you're starting any kind of new thing, whether it's acting and getting on stage or or anything else, if it's hard and it's difficult and it's new, the people who are helping you and you, you don't just get thrown on stage. They don't just like put you on the stage and say, go, right? You spend a lot of time backstage honing your craft and learning the tools and practicing and building this toolkit 
so that when you do get on the stage, you have things to draw upon. And I want you to think of your career and your stage in the same exact way. What can you do backstage leading up to the day where you get on the stage that will help you feel ready, that will help you feel prepared? You can learn the actual skills of being on stage. You can work on your communication skills. You can practice speaking up in smaller stakes settings. Do whatever it is you need to do. And also ask yourself, just like performers do, just like performers do, What do I need to do in the hour or day before I get on stage so that I feel good and I feel calm and I can draw on my strength and my courage when I need it? So you're not just jumping on stage and hoping for the best, right? You get to plan and you get to practice. And remember this. If you take away one thing, remember this. Wherever there is a challenge, there is a whole host of tools and solutions. So whenever you find yourself stuck with something hard, something not working, you're in a challenge. But that also means you have a whole host of solutions and options that you can try. So if you're getting ready to get on that stage and you're scared and you're nervous, ask yourself, what are some solutions I can try? What can I test out to prepare in advance while I'm backstage so that when the time comes, I feel more ready? And that doesn't mean that when the time comes, you're not going to feel afraid. And it doesn't mean that wave of fear isn't going to hit you. But what it does mean is you're going to feel more confident because you're going to know that you're prepared. So you might feel prepared and afraid at the same time. But the fear is the very opportunity that will give you a chance to grow and feeling prepared will give you the extra push you need to get there. So my question for you and the thing that I want you to think about is in your career, what is your next stage? What is that stage that you want to go on? What specific actions do you want to take to show up in a bigger way? How can you prepare yourself to get on stage? And most importantly, do you believe within the deepest depths of yourself that when you find yourself hand on the doorknob, flooded with fear, do you have the ability to walk through that door and get on stage regardless? Because as soon as you learn to do that, as soon as you learn that you can do scary things, your possibilities become limitless. You can take more risks and contribute more and throw things out there even when you're not totally sure if it's correct because you know that feeling afraid doesn't mean that you have to stop and you know that you can handle that feeling and you're going to handle it because you really want to get on stage. And so that is my ask to you. Identify your stage and do some of your work backstage so that when those moments come, when that fear hits, you're still able to push through it. And with that, this is this has been a long-ish one, so I'm going to close this one out here. But that brings season two to a close. And if you have been listening to the show, if you have reached out to me, if you have supported the show, thank you so, so much. Thank you with all of my heart. It means the world to me. I'm going to be going on a break between season two and season three. 
Season three is likely going to start sometime in the fall, but I will have bonus episodes coming out in between season two and season three. So you'll definitely be hearing from me. It just won't be every single week, but I have some fun stuff in the works and we'll be back on a weekly schedule probably after Labor Day. I can't wait. And thank you for listening. If you have been enjoying the show, if you have felt happy or entertained or helped by it, it would mean the world to me. It would mean so much to me if you could support the show by writing a review in the iTunes store or just giving the show a star rating and sharing it with a friend. Uh, A lot of people are finding it because you're sharing it. And that means so much to me because I want to help as many women as I can. And a lot of you have said that the show is really resonating, and that means a lot to me. And that only means that I can continue to help you more and more and hopefully help more women. So please help spread the word. If you love the show and want to write a review, it means the world to me. I want to thank our most recent reviewer who said that she found the show at a time where she was really working on her own personal development, and she's a teacher, and she's using the show as a tool for self-inquiry. That review made me smile so much. Thank you if you're listening. Thank you so much for writing it. And as always, you can reach me on Instagram. My handle is The Art of Speaking Up. I want to hear from you. Do you have ideas for season three or suggestions or anything? Let me know. I love hearing from you. Don't forget you can send me listener questions for the show if you want a guest to answer your question in an episode. And until then, it is summer. And I strongly believe that summer is a time of year when we shouldn't totally be thinking about or immersed in work. Summer is a time of joy and celebration, and I still feel those summer vibes of, you know, from when we were students, and summer was like this fun, exciting time where we did things like summer camp or things that weren't school. And I tried to retain that vibe and just really soak it in. So I hope you're enjoying the show, but I also am excited for the break and for us to all get into that happy space and get a little bit of reprieve from our working lives, maybe some time off. So I will be seeing you in a few weeks. I'm probably going to take a few weeks fully off the show just to rest and rejuvenate, but you'll be hearing from me soon. And with that, I want to remind you that you are a wildly gifted, talented, and passionate being. And don't forget to unleash that in your work and in your life. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing next few weeks. And I have a feeling we will be hearing from each other soon. (laughs) Catch you later. Bye.